I'm sorry. I don't want to cut you off, but like right now, I have this sister sister theme song stuck in my head. Did you ever watch that show? God, yes. But now I can't remember the theme song though. It's like I'm sister sister. <laughs> like da, yes. da, da. anyway, I've been binge watching it with my girls. So like, I'm sorry. Like you were like, welcome back, and I was like, sister sister. <laughs> I just to go in with that. What is that even on? It's on Netflix. Is it on Netflix? Yeah, it just got added, I think, like, pretty pretty recently. It must have been, because it just popped up on, like, a, like, the girls finished watching something, and uh-huh. it, like, popped up as a suggestion, because it was, like, Liv and Maddie or some kind of show they like, and they're like, oh, let's watch this, and I was like, oh, buckle up, mama's, mama knows what's going on here, let me, let me school y'all, y'all gather around, gather, mama's about I, to have class. One of my favorites was, God, now you got me thinking about them, was. Um, Clarissa, Clarissa's world or whatever. Oh, oh, look, Clarissa explains it all. Like yes, that one? Yeah, and step uh-huh. by step. Yes, that but was they're the like t- on the roller that coaster. Was a TGI Friday lineup. <laughs> yeah, I was a little bit older, but I still watched it. You know, but yeah, it's. It, I tell you what, there's a couple of instances on this show where I was like. How did this get on Primetime Network? Because they were trying to find jobs. And when I was like, oh, look, we can be telephone operators. But they're looking in the paper. And they were like, must be friendly, eager with clients, and blah, blah, blah. And the mom was like, look at the phone number. And she said, 1-900-HORNY. And I was like, change the channel. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, we don't have 900 numbers anymore. But just the fact that, like, they said horny, like, on TV. I was like, can we say that? Like, is that allowed? God, it's so good. And it really is, like, they've both gotten so into it. So, I was like, it must have held up enough for them to stick with it. Like, the situational humor isn't all, like, around technology or whatever it is. Because they they watch The Fresh Prince, and they watch a few episodes of that. But I think it was a little too, like, the the storyline was a little mature. Whereas, like, Sister, Sister, you know, they're in, like, they're, like, 12, 14 when it starts. So they're pretty young. So It's weird for me for Isabel because she's like now watching because she's home all the time watching yeah. these older shows like she did The Office all the way through. Yeah. And now That's she's hefty- doing, I didn't even watch this one, but she's doing the, the real L word. Oh, the old one? I think so. Is it worth yeah, about the, the L- lesbians and stuff? The L word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and she's doing that-, that one now. Oh, man. That was on for a while, too. But The Office has got a shit ton of episodes. Like, that's that's a big endeavor. That's like taking on Friends or something. Like, for a month, I would just theme song all the time. I would play through the house. Yep. I've actually, I've gone through and rewatched all the seasons a couple of times. The first time I did it when I was at home on maternity leave. And that was like, I I had Netflix back then when you had the CDs and I was watching them that way. Yeah, yeah. So that was like the first time I watched most of them through until I caught up to what was airing, you know, at the time. And then when it came to Netflix, I watched it all the way through. Now it's on Peacock, though. They've moved it off of Netflix. It's not on there anymore. And I was just like, everything's ruined. I'm still hooked on the Discovery one. I watch and watch and watch. All the shit on that. 
My dad could watch Discovery Channel all day. And not even because of, like, the Housewives or the reality TV. He loves the, well, it's reality TV, but it's, like, the Gold Rush shows. Like, yep. all those ones that, like, if you put a ice road trucker crabbing. I love the ice road trucker. I know. If you, do, if you do searching for gold, moonshining, like, if you flash any of those things in front of my dad, he's never getting up. Like, if if you want to advertise to a 65-plus-year-old white man, that's that's how you get them. Or Melissa. <laughs> that's how you keep them in. That's how you keep the ass in the seats. <laughs> so, yeah, he's, he's loving that one, too. Uh, before I forget, we are here for Tori Baker's Week. I know I just jumped in right away and cut you off with Sister Sister. I'm sorry. We but got like, a full really- audiobook. Yes, we have a brand new audiobook. This is Jax. Tori wrote it just for the podcast. So we're so excited. Um, it's brand new. You're going to get the first half today and you're going to get the second half on Thursday. But before that, we're going to talk a little bit about what's going on. What's going on, Mel? How was your weekend? <laughs> what are you reading? I reread, actually. I'm not I shocked. don't know. I'm sure a bunch of people have read it. If you haven't read it, because I haven't seen any new books from her. Her name is... Hazel Groner, I think that's an N at the end, G-O-W-E, there's a check mark on it, R at the end. Oh, okay. She has this series called um, The Caveman, I think it's believed. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the name, but the men are just ridiculous. Caveman Instinct, they have almost like, remember how Aurora Rose has the boom? Yeah, yeah. They kind of have that, but they have a gypsy curse, and some of them think it's a curse, and some of them think it's not. Because when they find their one, they're like, turn into caveman. But they become so obsessive. And some of the other brothers, they're like, I don't want that shit. You guys are nuts. (laughs) So some of them say it's a curse and some of them say it's a blessing. But there's like five or six books. But the first book I think is probably my favorite. So I started there and I just kind of started going back through. I'll link it through on here. I don't know if it's KU or not. It's been so long. I've owned them. Mm-hmm. But they're a fun series if you're looking for something super possessive, over the top. Yeah. And the first one is even they're in high school. I haven't I haven't read those. I haven't heard of it before. I wonder when she wrote it though, because like I heard that like gypsy is such like a it's not like a, a good word to use oh, anymore. That's a good point. You know, so I just wonder. They're probably written a long time ago. If you said she doesn't have any more out in the series, that must have uh-uh. been from a while back. Like when the dad was telling about it, he said it was like a blessing that they gave them. That's how the dad looked at it oh, because okay. they were helping them. But the other brothers, like, I don't know if that's a blessing. Yeah, yeah, I know. It. I wonder what the context would be. And again, like how long ago it was written and stuff, because I didn't find that out until recently. Yeah, me neither, until you told me. But some of it, it's just over the top. You have to go in, like, these kids are, like, in high school. I think their parents are in some security things. People are getting shot at. <laughs> They're moving in. They're billionaires. They're, like... <laughs> yeah, it's all just, like, suspend reality when yes. you get into it. I love it. And What's I'm just eating it alive. <laughs> What's the name of the series? Caveman Instinct. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I haven't read anything recently. I have a Carrie and Burn book, the new one, and I started it and then I stopped it and I haven't like gone back to it. And it, it's not anything to do with the book. I just got busy this past weekend. We had my daughter's sleepover and that was its whole thing. So 
my daughter turned, she turns 10 this coming week on Thursday. And so we decided the week before she's in like this small pod in her classroom. There's, it's her and three other girls. There's four of them. And those three girls came over and stayed the night because they're with each other every day. This is like the only group of kids (laughs) they get to see. So I was like, well, if you're going to do anything for your birthday, this is it. And so they came over. They came over on Saturday morning and they like played and everything was good. And like a couple hours in, one of the girls starts crying. And I'm like, here we go. Here we This always is all it happens every time. But one of the girls is crying like she misses her dad. Like uh, the dad is like he's kind of a, a single dad, basically, that, you know, takes care of his twin daughters. It's um, a romance it, book. <laughs> I know, right? Well, he's he's married. He recently got married a couple of years ago and she has two kids of her own. But the twins, you know, are used to him like they want him. They want him to come. So anyway, so he had to come back over and talk to one of them and like reassure her that everything was going to be okay and it wasn't a big deal. I think a large part of it, though, is quarantine, you know, that like the kids have gotten, you know, there's this codependency now of like the kids are always with their parents. So the I mean, this is really this is the first sleepover my kids had in in a year, you know. And I don't know what their situation is, but I know theirs is very similar to ours where their kids aren't getting out of the house a ton. Like, they're not seeing other friends if it's not at school. You know, if it's not these four girls, they're not really seeing anybody. So, you know, I felt really bad for her. But at the same time, I was like, you've got 12 hours. You better suck it up. Like, this is all the time you get here. This is all the time you're away from home, you know, with her, with friends hanging out and just not having to do schoolwork. Like, enjoy it. It's probably just like a shock or something because even I, because I got my vaccine last week. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that too. Oh, but I was booking a plane ticket and I'm like, what is it going to be like getting on a plane? Yeah. It like, it almost sounds like, oh, I don't know, this seems uncomfortable and I'm not even there yet. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I got my shot last week. I'm supposed to be in the last year because I'm my age and I'm healthy, but because I live in such a rural area, what's happening around here is they're sending all of these shots to these towns. Mm-hmm. So they're dropping off like 2,000 shots to this area. And they don't even have 2,000 people. So yeah. they alert the fire stations around the city and say, if anybody wants the shots, they can come out here. So I had to drive two hours to get mine. But they're yeah. trying to get them all out because they can't keep them. And they actually mm-hmm. get penalized if they have any left yeah you said the national guard was doing yours too which i thought was really cool yeah the national guard was all out there had a nice line it was really quick we got ours in a similar situation my husband and i we got round one and we got the moderna what is it moderna moderna Moderna. yeah moderna but you got the johnson johnson so you're one and done one and done that's so nice. Our city does the same thing. So the National Guard is doing yours because it's that way, I guess, when they pull other areas into one big spot. So like you guys, you know, like you said, you're a rural and just go into flood into a big city with all the vaccines there. Here we have a hospital 
that's pretty large, but our health department was the one administering the shots. So our health department doesn't have the facility to hold more vaccines than what they send them in a day. So if they don't have them, they have to dump them because they're getting another shipment in. And like you said, they're getting penalized if they have a lot of this stuff left over because these are supposed to get used up. So what our city has done is the health department has created like an email blast through the city. And so all you do is sign up to get on this email blast and they'll send it out and say, we have this many, um, this many vaccines left at the, at four o'clock. If you come up here, you can get it. And so you have to go on and fill out everything. And so, like you said, my husband and I were supposed to be in the last tier too, but we were like, Hey, if there's any left, we'll definitely go. So I'm I mean, curious when you get your second shot, cause I got mine and mine I hear it was what happens on your guys' second one because really? it knocked me out. See, like that's the first so day, I got my sh- I got my yeah. shot, and then I was fine that day. I drank water, like told me. I even moved my arm a bunch because I didn't want to hurt. Yeah. The next day, I get up, I'm fine, and then in the afternoon, I'm like, God, I'm tired, and I am not a napper. I probably take a handful of naps in a year. Yeah. And I was down for the count. I think I went down at like two in the afternoon and didn't wake mm-hmm. up till like. You were texting me like, show notes. I'm like, God damn it. I had to get up. (laughs) And then I went back to sleep and slept till 10 in the morning. Yeah. That's a lot of sleep. I was like, holy shit. But when I woke up, I was like energized. (laughs) (laughs) All that sleep. Yeah. My dad had the Johnson Johnson. He said he was like, I asked him, I said, were you really tired? He was like, no, I felt fine. Totally normal. It really is like. I don't know. It's just like the luck of the draw. Well, I heard that it's having bigger effects on the younger people, they said. They're That's having so the more strange. side effects. Yeah, yeah it's, maybe It's so. super weird because even the younger, younger kids aren't even getting affected by it. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. I'm anxious to see how this one, too. Everybody I've heard, though, on Moderna is okay because the first one is the big one with Moderna because they said once you get the first one, the Moderna is like, it's like 98% effective. The first one is your second one's just like a booster. So like, I'm wondering what'll happen. I don't know. I I may like be knocked out. I may not do anything. I don't know. I'm, I'm anxious to see. I'm excited to see. So I'm excited to go back out into the world. Yeah, yeah. Well, I flew once in the past year. I flew to Nashville, and they there wasn't any spacing on the seats like they were supposed to be. It was none of that. I mean, I flew in like, it was like in the summertime, maybe? I can't remember when I went to CLB. But like, no spacing, but everybody had masks on. You know, people were careful. And honestly, like, I don't know. It just didn't phase me when we, I thought it would really, like, I'd be really nervous. But even when we did it, I was just like, oh, that's cool. Everybody's wearing a mask. We're doing more, everybody's sanitizing. Like, they were cleaning everything. What was interesting, though, is when I went to go book my flights, there was, I'm going up to Jersey. There's usually, like, seven flights a day up and seven flights a day back. So, yeah. Usually, I can even tell you the times that some of them come. They were always yeah. the same. It's not that way. There's one flight a day to Jersey. Yeah. And one yeah. flight home to Kansas City. 
Yeah, I noticed that too when we had looked at flights to Orlando and stuff. Like the times, you know, that was normally, like you say, a ton going back and forth all day. And it's like, nope. And they're not even like one ways anymore, you know, or like non stops. They're all like two and three stops. I'm like, what are you guys doing? Are we picking up stuff along the way? <laughs> like, are we getting groceries? Like, what's happening? We're running errands, is what this airline is doing now. They're just planning it out. But no, I I think it's like it's it's kind of exciting and nervous, but you know the vaccines doing what it's supposed to do and the masks do what they're supposed to do. So yeah, you know it, it it's it feels like we're getting to the light. I Go know. to the light, Caroline. Go to the light. <laughs> Well, I had something I want to talk about today, too, because it's time sensitive. So, Nana Malone, um, if you don't follow her, you should on Instagram. She does the thing, and I talked about it, I think, last week or the week before. She does a thing called the Brown Nipple Challenge. And every month, she does a book club where she recommends a book with a black or brown heroine, a hence Brown Nipple Challenge. And she talks about it on her video chat each week, Talk to Me Thursday. So on Thursday, she does a live Instagram video where she discusses either the book or issues or social issues or whatever it is she wants to talk about. And so um, that's actually how I read um, Get a Life, Chloe Brown by um, Talia Hibbert. So go check that out because I love that book. So anyways, so she got on today. And it's called Roman. It's, sorry, it's called Audio and Color. And Nana Malone has par- paired with Lyric Audio. I had to write this down and make notes as she was talking, and she talks really fast. They have partnered together for a grant program. If you are an author of color and you have never had a book made into audio, they are giving away grants in order to fund your audiobook up to $5,000. Oh, and wow. they also, yeah, and included with this is also like promo and production and helping you to get the word out about this audiobook. So all you have to do to do this, and the due date is April 15th. So all you have to do is go to her Instagram and watch the story and the links on there, swipe up and and enter it. Like I clicked on it just to see what it is. And it's like a Google form and you fill it out and you put your author name, your most popular book, like stuff like that. So it's a chance for authors who have never been able to invest in themselves or had the money to put behind this because audio is so important to me. She said on the video, we all know that audios are really important. In this industry, especially now, but they are one of the most expensive things an author can do. Like it, it really is. Even these small audio books that we do for this podcast, like I know you guys hear ads at the beginning, sometimes the end of the episodes. We promo like for merchandise and stuff like that. We do spring, we have spring t-shirts right now you can go get. You know, we do these things to help fund these audiobooks because even these little tiny short ones are hundreds of dollars to do it. Like, yeah. I mean, so like for an example, like they're doing uh, $5,000 for that may cover a full length novel. Like, I mean, it, it's a it's a lot of money, but it'll get a, a full a, length, maybe like 300,000. Yeah, I would say like a 350 page book would easily run you five grand easily so it's probably going to have to be something underneath that if they're wanting to put like production and promo and everything else behind it like 
that's long, you know, because, like. But I get it though, because somebody's got to not only say all this word, read it correctly, yep. stop, go back, and somebody has to go back through and edit it's it. It's so and, time consuming. Yeah. Like the narrators, I think, like depending on what the narrator is, they tar- they charge per finished hour. That's not even the hours that they they charge that they do. Like they could spend six hours working on a book, but if the uh, the book might only come down to an hour, so they only charge a certain amount per finished hour. Even if it took them way longer than that, because you got to take out the breath, the ums, the mistakes, the sp- whatever it is. And then so they're recording it. They're doing that. And you send it to somebody that does quality control. And we know this because only because we do this. Shit. <laughs> so, because, well, we have, let me rephrase that. We have a lot of great people who do that for us, but we, we see these itemized bills. So you have somebody who does quality control that has to get the audiobook, listen through it, make corrections, either have the narrator re-record, edit stuff out, whatever it is. And then they finally give you a finished product and you have to pay. I mean, it is. It's so expensive, but it's incredibly time consuming. But readers fucking love it. You know, it's it's really hard because that's one of the first things I ask when somebody recommends a book to me. Is it an audio? Mm-hmm. You know, and I know that's something that not a lot of authors can afford to do. So this is just an amazing grant program that Nana Malone and Lyric Audio have put out. So like I said, Nana's Instagram is N-A-N-A Malone, M-A-L-O-N-E, writer. That's her Instagram. The other one is Lyric Audiobooks. So like I said, go do that by April 15th and enter to do it because it's amazing. I just think that's such an incredible thing to do. Did you send me popcorn? <laughs> do what? Did you send me popcorn? Yes, I did. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, we had a gift card. So somebody oh. had sent us, somebody sent us a gift card. So I split it and I sent you popcorn. I'm so glad you said that though, because one of the presents I got my daughter for her birthday was like an old fashioned popcorn machine. It's like, it kind of stands, it was like 15 bucks off Amazon, but it stands up and it has like this little hood over the top and you put a bowl under it and then you dump the seeds in and it comes out. And I think I sent you the link to the popcorn seeds. So it's like this Amish popcorn, Amish like seed package. And each packet is a different like flavor or a different style of seed. There's a couple different ones. There's like little tiny ones that say no kernels when they pop, like there's no holes in them. And then there's another one that's like rainbow where it has a sweeter flavor. And there's extra large ones that make huge popcorns. And then there's one that's called mushroom. And we love that one the best. So the mushroom popcorn is really big. And when it pops, it looks like a brain. And it's huge. Really? And all of them look like that. It all looks like little brains in a bucket. It's like <laughs> That was our favorite. We were like, we need a whole bucket of mushroom popcorn. <laughs> I know. I know. So I, that was. I got it. This, I was walking out the door. I'm like, what is this giant box? And I opened all this popcorn. But it had a lot of different flavors. Yeah. It had I a ton of stuff. One and I hid the confetti one. So I was like, that one is the one I'm going to like. So I put it up in there. But I was like, it had to be. You're the only person I talked to, I think, about popcorn last week. Because I'll eat popcorn for dinner. I was actually thinking about having it tonight. I'll eat a yeah. full bag of popcorn with a soda and, like, a little Hell bit of chocolate. Yeah. 
Yes, yes. That's actually what we had for lunch today because it was just me and the girls. They were home today. So we made one of the big bowls of like the pop in the packaging for the Amish one. It's the perfect size to measure out for that thing. So we just do a package every time. And so we did one and I actually got it's so bad. I'm sure this is like the worst thing for you, but it's the movie theater butter mm-hmm. popcorn. The stuff. It's just a it's a, a plastic tub. It looks like oil. But it's orange colored. And when you put it on, it looks like the butter. It looks like movie butter. That sounds but amazing. It's in, it's in like a, a big like like pint like or a, like a half. What is that thing? A quart. It's like a quart size gallon thing. It's, it's huge. And you just get it. And I poked a little hole and we just drizzle it all over the popcorn. And I stir it up. That oh, my God. Amazing. I didn't it's, know you I could know. buy that. I remember a long time ago, I just I'm tried to add butter link. myself. And it just all like crumbled down and. Got all silky weird. I was like, God damn it. Well, this, even this little popcorn thing has this little plastic tray you put on top that you put a pad of butter, like you cut off some from a stick and put it on there and it melts while it cooks your popcorn, like while it heats up the butter melts. So as soon as your popcorn's ready, you're supposed to take that little plastic thing off and drizzle it over the top. Did you know I only recently learned like a month ago that the butter container thingies, the glass one people put their butter in, which I never understood why yeah. that you warm it up and it'll thaw your butter up yeah you can I, with those yeah, i have no the, the idea thing. i've been doing that all the time i'm like this i hate when i get the butter out it's warm or it's not warm uh, and i can't get it i was I like don't... this is amazing all these years i didn't know you keep your butter in the fridge yeah you don't have to keep the butter in the fridge Mm-mm. it can sit out for 10 days no yes ma'am i always have soft butter out Always. I actually even bought an This is like a game changer. I know, right? This is, you're learning so much from this episode. I'm going to send you more popcorn and I'm going to send you this butter thing. But I actually got an antique butter thing from like this, this old ass antique store in my town. And it holds, you know, the the Irish butter, the big like rectangle blocks. If you guys haven't that. got Irish butter, you have to go to the store and try Irish butter. Kerrygold Irish butter. Get the salted. Okay. That's like somebody time. was like Irish butter. And I'm like, whatever, whatever. And they came over and made me eat. I'm like, how did butter get better? I didn't think that was a thing. <laughs> Irish butter's the best. The best. So, but it holds the brick of the Irish butter. It's two big sticks together. Yeah, you can leave it out 10 days. That's because we always have. Butter never makes it 10 days here. He always has to throw some out. He's like, will you buy butter? Will you stop buying so much butter? I'm like, I'm always scared that I don't have butter. So I just grab an extra one. He's like, there's seven You're 100% right. You're 100%. I always have at least three or four sticks in my house. Because I'd rather have extra than have none. Where I'm like, what if I want to make cookies? Like, I need a stick of butter for that. And then what if I want something in the morning and I need a stick of butter for I it? just eat – I eat it on bread a lot. Like, mm-hmm. if I wake up and I need a snack or something, I want a piece of butter and bread. Piece of I would just and bread. like to say, follow us for more diet and nutritional advice. <laughs> uh, oh, one of the girls that stayed for the, the spend the night party, she's a pescatarian. She only eats seafood. She doesn't eat any land animals. She's none. I I think that would cow in the lake. Her dad was on. visualize you like going up and like kicking one like kicking one in the water be like and we're good now right (laughs) 
her no her dad like came in and he's like she doesn't eat land animals <sighs> like just rolled his eyes like are you fucking kidding me he's like i had to buy tofu chicken nuggets <laughs> like he's she's just got it in her head i don't know my niece went that vegetarian was- for like a week I, like, I know. Yeah. I tried it for a little bit. It didn't stick. <laughs> so anyways, let's talk about Tori Baker. So she's got the book Jacks with us this week. I believe I sent you the book bio and I'll read that to you right now before we get started since it's the beginning. Um, she actually emailed me on Friday. I was telling Mel before we got started. Mel was like, oh, can you send me that book bio? I was like, yes, I can. Because she emailed me on Friday and said, hey, did I ever send you that book bio? And I said, I don't remember, but go ahead and send it to We've me. We've had we'll the pretend. book forever. I know. I was like, let's pretend this never happened. And she's like, done. No problem. So this is the book bio for Jax. Jax Griffith has been a dick to Sloan Watson from the moment he walked into the shop where she works. Jax is a friend of the owner, but that's not why he keeps coming back to the store. There's just something about Sloan that keeps getting his attention. The problem is that she's way too young. He's 14 years older, and that's a hell of an age gap. He may want her, but Sloan needs to be the world's needs to see the world and experience life. Logically, Jack knows that, but can't stop thinking about her, dreaming about her, wanting her. Eventually, Sloane tempts him way too much. When Jax finally gets his head out of his ass, will she even give him a chance or will she walk away? Dun, 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 dun. So this says, welcome to the world of hot shots, sexy alphas who love the beach and have enough heat and you can't help but feel the heat. This novella is chock full of insta-love goodness, safe and sexy with a grumpy over-the-top alpha who meets the one woman that will bring him to his knees. And but that's act- okay. It actually Jax- looks like, so I read this one yesterday night, and then I realized that you guys are going to meet a guy named Fox in this, and he has a book already. Oh, and I, okay. I really liked okay. him and his girl's interaction. So now I can go back and get that one, and it is on Kindle Unlimited, and it's called Fox. Okay, because this one says, Jax does some of his best work on his knees. As always, with the Tory Baker book, you have a guaranteed happily ever after headed your way. So this one's Jax, and you said that one's Fox? Yeah. Okay, and they're both in KU, so that's awesome. All right, so we're going to give you the first half of Jax, and we'll see you on the other side. This is Jax, a Hot Shots novella by Tory Baker. Read for you by Michael Pierce. There's nothing more beautiful than the way the ocean refuses to stop kissing the shoreline, no matter how many times it's sent away. Sarah Kay Chapter 1 Jax Why, for the love of all things, why? I hear Sloane mumble as I walk into the wet spot. She's perched on her stool, probably reading a magazine. This girl, she should be off limits to the likes of me, 14 years her senior. Sloane is 19. I'm 30 fucking three. That doesn't stop me from fisting my cock day in and day out, imagining her body beneath me, on top of me, or on her knees, legs spread as she takes my cock in her mouth. That's for my thoughts only, though, even as tempting as Sloane is. I'm not sure she could handle me. And she's so goddamn young. She's got her whole damn life ahead of her. 
Yet she works for Fox here at a store with a name that doesn't entirely stem from the ocean and beach surrounding it. I should know. Fox Cruz and I were piss-ass drunk when the two of them came up with it. Sloan can sense I'm here. There's this magnetic pull we have on each other. A slight touch. A sense of her watching me or me watching her. Right now she's ignoring me. It's our usual game. She ignores me. And I piss her off every chance I get. It's what we do. Much to everyone's annoyance. Including our own. I watch as she uses the palm of her hand to hold her chin up. Her dark hair with caramel shooting through it is up in its usual style, a braid to the side and a baseball hat on her head. Her long, mink eyelashes flutter while she glances at her magazine, her hand with those long fingers, which only bring even more dirty thoughts to my mind, turns the page as her bare shoulders highlight her tan lines. I know I'm about to say something to piss her off, if only so I can see her green eyes with its flecks of yellow surrounding her irises, eyes that remind me so much of my stay in Iceland. Is it the wrong color pink bubblegum? Not what you're after? I walk up, having no reason at all to be here. The tournament and schedule are already out for this weekend, thanks to the woman before me. She may be young as fuck, but Sloane is smart. Too smart to work here, though Fox is ready to give her a slice of the wet spot as soon as he gets Cruz on board. It'd be a smart move. Neither of those fuckers are ever here, though Cruz always said he didn't want any of the day-to-day -day shit anyways as a silent partner. More like black. But what the hell is she even wearing? Sloane spins the magazine around, but there's nothing about fashion about it. Instead, it's of a muscular guy, shirtless, holding a surfboard a smugness about him, and now I'm jealous of a magazine. This shit has gone on for too damn long. Good try. Is the article at least interesting? I shake the thought out of my head. Kind of meh, but he'll be down in Florida next month. He's bringing a surfing competition with him. I'm going to see if Cruz is interested in partnering with him, kind of a kickoff for the store down there, she says with stars in her eyes. Sloan knows business entirely too well. I guess that's what happens when you graduate high school and college at the same time. Even now she's taking online classes, though she has no idea that I know what she's doing. Smart thinking. Who's the event holder, I ask, my cogs turning. I'm not sure. It doesn't say, but I figure Cruz probably knows him since he's been on the surfing circuit. What are you thinking about doing? Bothering another poor, unsuspecting girl and pissing her off too? Sloane smarts off as she stands up, closing the magazine before turning her back on me. A hiss leaves my mouth when I see what she's wearing. Her shorts are so short they shouldn't be called that, showing off her long-as-fuck legs. Her shirt bears her midriff and shoulders, tan skin for days. She ignores me as she walks into the back room, and I already know I'm going to follow her. Consequences be damned. Chapter 2 Sloan I felt jacks. I'm probably setting myself up for failure, but I'm hoping for the best. We've been downright assholes to each other on more than one occasion. Fox and Melanie aren't wrong. We're destined to be together. 
The only problem with that? Jax won't get his head out of his ass. Maybe that's why I'm going through with this. Or attempting to, at least. I've heard the whispers between him and Jax. My age being the bone of contentment when it comes to the two of us. It's just a number. But to Jax, we may as well live in different hemispheres. I may be young. But my soul? It's old. And that's what matters most to me. When I look over my shoulder... I see Jax's nostrils flare, desire written all over his face, and God, I really hope this works. The push and pull, the verbal assaults, only for us to see the want and need in each other's eyes. You're playing with fire, Sloane. I make it to the employee break room, a soft sway in my hips, attempting to lure Jax into something more, to feel his lips on mine. To soak in the scent that's uniquely him, like the salt air coming off the shoreline. Coconut and him. Maybe I want to get burned. I spin around. His hands grasp my hips, skin on skin, searing me in the best way imaginable. You sure about that? Jax moves me until my back meets the wall. There's barely an inch between us. My nipples tighten and my legs clench together in need. More than you are, I goad him, my hip tipping back to look into his eyes. Our height is a perfect mix. I'm thankful for my height for the first time in my life. It means I feel small and safe. I'm five foot eight inches, yet Jack still towers over me, and I find I'm loving it more than ever. One taste, and I know what will happen. I don't think Jax realizes he said that out loud. But his lips seek mine, whisper soft at first, until a gasp escapes my throat. Then it's like the real Jax comes out. He's rough, nipping at my lips, first the bottom, then the top. And when my tongue traces his path, our tongues collide. Jax dominates me the entire time we're kissing, even when we pull apart, both of us breathless. That doesn't stop us from kissing again. This time, though, he ups the ante, lifting one of my legs. The layers of fabric do nothing to hide how we're making one another feel, especially when he grinds the length of his cock against my center. My body is already so worked up, I know this isn't going to last long. And then what will happen? I abandon that thought before it takes hold. I'm going to be in the here and now, not think about the would-bees. Jax's lips move from mine, skating a path along the column of my neck. His hands move up my body like he's going to slide under my top. But he bypasses it and pulls the top down, burying my breasts for his mouth. Thank God for strapless tops and not needing a bra to help hold the girls up. Sloan. Jax's lips rasp against my skin while his hands cup my breasts, thumbs rubbing my nipples, causing me to work my hips, feeling like I'm on sensation overload, feeling, smelling, tasting, and all it's doing is making me want Jax more than ever. God, I reply when his lips close around one of my nipples, sucking it into his mouth. The sensation causes me to ride the edge, and I know one more stroke of his cock against me will make me soar so high I won't ever want to come down. 
Jax uses his whole body, his mouth, his hips, and his hands that are gripping my breasts, probably enough to leave bruises. Add all that together, and I come on a moan of Jax, not caring that anyone could walk in on us. I'm completely and utterly lost in my own rapture. That's why, when I finally come up, it's to the look on Jax's face, a look I never thought or wanted to see on it. I know what that look means. He's running. Then I'm not sure if I should even fight for this. He's so hung up on our age gap that he can't get his head out of his ass. Shit, Jax murmurs. My top is down, and his hands are on my hips, but other than that, he's not touching me. And I know the only reason he is touching me is so I won't fall down. Otherwise, he's ready to run. Let's not say another word. I shake him off my body, causing my breasts to jiggle, making me realize I need to put them away. I pull my shirt back up and fix my shorts, all while Jax is standing in front of me, both hands gripping his short, trimmed hair. Jax is a force to be reckoned with. A bit over six feet tall, long, athletic build, broad shoulders, tapered waist. It's his eyes that hold me captive, though. They're so expressive. And I don't think he knows those obsidian eyes of his tell me everything before his words do. His hair is faded on the side, longer on the top. He's got lips that taste incredible, and his clothes mold to his body. There's a reason I'm attracted to him, and it's not solely based on his looks either. It's the way he doesn't take my shit. How we can volley barbs back and forth, not getting butt hurt in the process. And even when he's an absolute dick, like he's going to be now, my heart still only wants him. I pull my shoulders back so I'm prepared for what I'm about to hear next, because even though I know he's going to turn his back on me and us, I still want him just the same. Chapter 3 Jax Fuck. I can still taste Sloane, and I didn't even have my mouth where I've craved it the most. That can't happen now. She's slated for better things, especially better than an old fucker like myself. There's always something, right? All I said was one word, but it seems she's already chosen what she wants to hear. I may as well play this out her way. Besides, she's not wrong. But for a little while, I forget fucking everything except the two of us. Sloane isn't looking at me now. Instead... She's looking over my shoulder. Not that I blame her. I'm the biggest dickhead known to man in Kelson Beach. I rub the back of my neck. Take one last look at the woman who is making me second guess doing the right thing. And I nod my head. My mind already replaying how hot she burned for me. Then I walk away. Sometimes it fucking sucks to do the right thing. You're too damn young for the likes of me, sweetheart. I say as I leave. She doesn't respond. There's no smart-ass remark. No shoe flying through the air to hit me. She's just quiet. And I know I messed up. Big time. That still doesn't make me spin around, apologize, and claim her as mine. I swear I hear her say, Sure, as the door closes behind me. 
I still don't stop. Instead, I get the fuck away from the wet spot and Sloan as if the flames of hell are hot on my heels. There's another beach volleyball tournament this weekend, and being the tournament director doesn't mean I don't play. I do. That's why I'm now on my way home to work out in the home gym that Fox's brother, Chance, helped me build. That guy's making a name for himself down here, and it won't be long before he'll have more work here than in Virginia. The entire way home, my mind replays everything that just happened with Sloane. The way she moaned my name. The flavor of her skin. And I know I could probably get her off over and over again while just sucking on her nipples. If I don't stop thinking about her writhing in pleasure, riding my cloth-covered cock, I'm gonna have to go home and fuck my fist before I can even work out. I'm halfway inside my house when my phone goes off, notifying me of a text. I'm already groaning, knowing full well it'll be something work-related, bunch of drama queens with not wanting early or late games. I ignore it until I'm inside the house, turn the alarm off, and pull my shirt off. Sloane's scent, soft and sweet, and smelling like raspberries, is clinging to it. And I know if I don't get it off me, I'll spin right around and make her fucking mine. Those college classes would cease to exist because she'd be tied to my bed day and night. Neither of us would work. Everything would be non-existent except for the two of us. I pull my phone out of my pocket, expecting it to be work. But when I look at the screen, it's someone I didn't expect. Fox. There a reason I have to cover for Sloan? At first... I'm thinking I won't respond. But there's no fucking way I'm touching this subject. It's not his concern, and I definitely don't fucking kiss and tell. Me. Nope. Fox. You sure about that? My cameras are telling me a different story. You walk in, you follow her, then you leave. Five minutes after that, I get a text telling me she needs coverage. Not cool, man. Not fucking cool. I don't respond. What's left to say? Sloane may not realize it yet, but she will. Our age difference. The fact that I've lived a lot of my life, traveling while in the army, serving my time, coming back home, having a career. She doesn't have that yet, and that's why I'm leaving her alone. I won't fuck her life up that much. Instead, I lift weights trying to get this bitter taste out of my mouth that I may have just royally fucked up the best thing in my life. Chapter 4 Sloan I never ask for anything. Not from Fox. Not from Melanie. And definitely not from Jax. So I'm sure red flags were raised when I asked Fox to come in for a couple of hours. I needed to take a walk, get something to eat, and clear my head. One look at Fox when he walked in, that's all it took to realize he knew what happened between Jax and me. I could feel the flush on my face, and when he said, Take the rest of the day, I tried to protest, but when he nodded to the cameras above the cash register, I knew he knew exactly what had happened. I responded. He gave me a one-sided hug. Then I left. This weekend is going to suck so bad, I murmured to myself. When I left the wet spot, I was in such a hurry that I didn't grab my bag, just my phone. And now I'm hoping more than ever I kept some cash in the back of my phone case because when I get emotional, I like to eat my feelings. 
My parents always laughed when I had a test or was struggling with something because my head would be firmly in the pantry, fridge, or freezer. I wasn't picky as long as I had food to calm my nerves. I pop my case off, happy to find a $20 bill. That makes me veer off towards the food trucks. It takes me a matter of minutes to grab a pulled pork sandwich, fries, and a soda. I somehow manage to walk while eating until I make it to the beach, kicking my shoes off to leave at the end of the steps like everyone does. As soon as my feet feel the sand beneath them, the sun beaming down on my body, the breezy, salty air hits my senses. I'm at peace. Thank goodness, because there is no way anyone should get me this worked up. But that's what Jax does. And maybe he's right. Maybe we're not meant for each other. Maybe this was a dumb mistake after all. Except deep in my heart, all I want to do is fight for us and make Jack see just what a dumbass he's being. As I sit down, eating my food, I come to the realization that I'm going to just have to let this play out. I pick my phone up and make a call. Not to my mama, though I'm sure she'll be hearing from me soon. We call each other daily, usually on my way into the shop or on my way home. Hey, you okay? Melanie asks on the other end of the line without me saying anything. Hey, and jeesh, I'm not sure who is more of a gossiper, men or women, I reply. Well, to be fair, Fox does worry about you. He's taken you under his wing, so my guess is you're stuck with him. Plus, we could all see something was going to come to a head eventually. We just didn't take Jax for being a weenie. <laughs> She jokes. Eh, I'm not going to cry over it, Mel, honestly. If he can't see what's right in front of him, then who cares? What are you up to? Want some company? I practically invite myself over. Good. Don't. He'll either figure it out or he'll figure it out. She laughs and then continues. You don't ever have to ask. You're always welcome over. Thanks, but we both know that's not true. Fox would have my head if I just let myself into your house. He would lose his mind, and who knows what I'd walk in on. I'm looking at the waves crashing, listening to her laugh. <laughs> Are you sure that wouldn't be you and Jax? Oh dear God, just how much was on video, I retort. Not that much, but come over. I'll get the drinks ready. Fox can take you home later, or you can crash in the spare room. Fine, I'll be there in a few minutes. I'll be coming from the beach anyways. I stand up from my sitting position, dusting the sand off and to go back to grab my shoes and throw my trash away. Good, we need some girl time. We hang up and then I set off for their place. We do this at least once a month, sometimes more, sometimes less, but it couldn't have come at a better time. The downside is that Jax lives a few doors down from them and I'll have to walk by his house. That's okay though because I'm going to fake it till I make it. There's no way I'll let him see just how damaging his words were to me today. Welcome back. Hi. Welcome, welcome. We hope you love that first installment. <laughs> Remember to follow us everywhere. Check out the new releases. We'll have a bunch of them posted up this week. Gosh, what else? I haven't looked to see what the giveaway is this week, but follow along and it'll be on there. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> whatever that is. 
Uh, remember to shop our spring merch. We have shirts that are out and they're so freaking cute. And gosh, I think that's, oh, we have a book club book. Yeah, I don't know if anybody is familiar with Amazon book clubs, but if you go on there, you can search for Read Me Romance. It's on Amazon. Just go in the book club, book club section. Read Me Romance is on there and we're going to read You Had Me at Ola. And that's our, that's our new one. We, it was actually on sale the other day. It was the reason we picked it up because I wasn't supposed to buy any books for March. I'll talk about this and maybe in next episode too, just so we get it at the beginning for those of you who kind of missed it. You Had Me at Ola. It's by Alexis Daria. So if you want to get a part of the book club, check that out. Right. So that's it. Tell them what to do. Fuck your day up. Make today your bitch. Don't be a dick. Bye, guys. Bye. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. Read me romance. Read, read me romance. You could take a look in a book, that's fine. Or you could sit back, relax, and unwind and read.